In this episode of The Focus Coach, I interview my buddy, Matt Pelkey, who shows us to face our fears in the most extreme way, through extreme sports. I hope you extrapolate lessons from this podcast and go into something that you've been afraid of so that you can actually get an outcome that you want. Stick around. Let's get started. Welcome to The Focus Coach, episode 14 on fear as a portal to freedom. I have the pleasure of having my good buddy, Matt Pelkey, in the studio with me. Welcome, Matt. Thanks, Jeff. Excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited you're here. And what a great topic, fear. So you have been letting this practice of looking at your fear work you recently. And it was interesting enough for us to do a podcast about this because I know a lot of people out there are sitting with things that they are afraid of. And so the intention of this podcast is for you, the listeners, to take a gem or two out of this and look into something that you have been afraid of, that you've been avoiding, that you've been procrastinating on, and turn the dial on it and get a different result. So that's what we want you to do is to have an awesome life, whatever that looks like for you. But you can't get it if you're avoiding stuff. So when you talked about fear, I myself work with that and I work with my clients around the things they're afraid of. How did this start for you? Like, How did this fear as a practice evolve? The way I see fear is a chance for growth. When you overcome your fear, you feel free. It, start, it started when I lost my mother. I was 21 years old. I was in a relationship at the time. I lost my mom to cancer. I was afraid of losing her, as we are all afraid of losing loved ones. And when I saw death in front of me, I had a spiritual awakening. And I realized at that time, something sparked in me to want to face my fear. I feel like I experienced the worst fear imaginable at that time. So I resorted to drugs and alcohol as my way of coping because I was afraid to deal with the emotions I was experiencing, such as shame or guilt, not doing enough, not being enough, not giving enough time. And so the relationship that I was in at that time had come to an end and I had got kicked out and had nowhere to go. And I had hit rock bottom. I didn't know what else to do. Spent time with family, did whatever I could. And nothing seemed to help. So I went and saw therapy because I was trying to figure out who I was. Anybody that's never experienced therapy or doesn't know much about it, I recommend it to anybody. If you're trying to figure out who you are as a person or just looking for your own answers. I was in fear that I would go to therapy and hear things that I didn't want to necessarily hear. Yeah, so you looking at fear with your mom passing, you did not obviously want her to pass away. You were afraid of what would happen. Then you were afraid of your emotions that came up from that death and resorted to drugs and alcohol, and that ran aground. You hit rock bottom. And then there was a part of you that decided, you know, I got to figure this out. And so you sought therapy, but you were afraid also to go into the therapeutic relationship because you had preconceived notions you know, I know we have talked about that offline. A lot of people may have preconceived notions about therapy or coaching maybe as well. I'm a coach, so people might have a preconceived notion about that. 
But then you got into it, you faced your fear, you got into that relationship, and you started to learn about yourself, started to become more online, more awake. Tell us about that a little bit. What was that like for you to turn, and I know, you know, from my, my first podcast on suicide to success, when I came out of my suicide attempt, it literally was night and day. It was like a light switch went off. It's like, wow, I ain't ever going to do that again. I got to figure this out, right? And I re- was realizing at that moment that a lot of it was in my own head. And so that led me into a quest and now the career that I have. But like, what was that like for you thawing out in therapy? You know, you, you came to meditation at that time as well. And started reading some really cool books, like Peaceful Warrior. Like, what was what was that time? What was that time like for you? I was looking for answers, and you know, through therapy, I discovered mindfulness and meditation. I had no clue what any of that was. I wa- I watched this movie called The Way of the Peaceful Warrior. It has a lot of mindfulness in it. And for the listeners that are not familiar with the movie or the story, it's about a gymnast that shatters his leg and comes back and wins a national title. He seeks out a mentor that changes his life forever in the way he sees life. There's a lot of inspirational quotes that really spoke to me. Yeah, so you started practicing mindfulness. You were inspired by these different mindsets, you know, inspirational quotes, and you started to wake up even more. Then you got into adrenaline sports and decided to literally take fear as a practice and put yourself in potential harm's way on purpose, <laughs> which most people <laughs> listening out there are like, no way, you know, uh, that's hardcore. And it is. And that's why another part of what I appreciate about you is you are such a hardcore, hardworking, strong guy, and you put yourself in this position. What's that been like? You know, why do you do that? So when I face fear... Like, for example, I got into rock and ice climbing, and we all have a healthy fear of heights, some more than others. When you challenge yourself to, or I challenged myself to get to the top of whatever I was climbing, and yeah, I was afraid to get to the top, but when I got to the top, the feeling was incredible. Freedom. You feel like you achieved or conquered something that you were afraid of. Something that you didn't realize that you were capable of. And I guess that's why I love it so much. To continue to discover what you are capable of as a, as a person. For me, I really like the adrenaline part of it because it makes me feel alive. That gives you that fight or flight mode that heightens your sense of awareness and alertness. Yeah, and beyond that too, it's, you know, because we talk about stress and fear is a form of stress. We talked about the upsides and downsides of fear, right, offline before this podcast. And what you're saying is an upside of fear is it forces you to be in the moment, be right there with what you're doing. Because if you're you know, scared of dying and you're focused on that, then it's going to be a more challenging climb, right? Fear knocks you into the present moment. And there is that also that physiological response of like keeping your breath kind of going, it's like meditative, right? So that you're in, you're in the zone, you're in the moment, right? It's different on the golf course. There's nothing at stake. Yeah, you didn't hit the shot, whatever. But like when you're on the side of a mountain, you could fall 20 or 30 feet. That's a little bit different. <laughs> There's a different operating system. Yeah, can you describe some of the upsides of fear? So when I'm out whitewater kayaking or climbing, I get that, like you said, in being in the present moment, you know, If the fear takes away 
everything. You're, you're not thinking about the past. You're not worrying about the future. You're forced into that moment while you're climbing on the rock or the ice or you're paddling on the, the river. That's what makes me feel alive the most. And I feel connected with even more so my mom when I'm in those moments. As soon as I get to experience that feeling of, of being alive, and it goes back to one of the quotes in Peaceful Warrior, where he says, death isn't sad. The sad thing is most people never live. Mm. Yeah, and we as human beings fear a lot of different things. Death is one thing we fear. But there's a list that I've come up with, and here's some top ones from the coaching work that I do, is fear of rejection, fear of conflict, fear of losing your stuff, fear of being irrelevant or not good enough, right? fear of change, and then fear of upsetting others. And a lot of times we focus on the dark side of fear, like the downsides of it, right? And we, we feel that viscerally, fear is a feeling, but it's also has thought patterns in there. You know, for instance, I can't speak up to my boss because bad stuff will happen, I'll get fired or you know, whatever it is. But yet the fear is a feeling inside, right? In, in your body and it comes with physiological manifestations. But what I love about this, Matt, is it's also, fear can also have an upside to it. It can put you on that leading edge of your growth. And you told me a story where if you're on the face and you're too cocky, and you're not humble in that moment and realizing that you have a skill level and that you're pushing it a little bit, but if you push it too much, you actually had a bad fall, right? Right, right. So would that be considered a downside of fear is not paying attention to, I mean, can you describe the downside of fear? Yeah, so uh, that story there where you continue to push your limit with the fear and you become you can become overly confident in your abilities and become cocky. I went up this climb and I, I took a big fall. Uh, I was like three feet from the ground. I could have got seriously injured. It was a, it was a wake-up call. So you fell from a height two, three feet from the ground. Yeah. Someone caught you. Right. Yeah, yeah my, my bull air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good thing he was paying attention. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he was in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was a big lesson for you. With fear, it's, it's, good, it's, it's good to start small with a progression, you know, to face your fear. Uh, with climbing, I didn't just get into, you know, climbing hard stuff, taking impulsive risks versus, right. you know, calculated risks. You know, I started small, worked my way up. I was on a top rope for a while until I started to learn how to lead climb which is more risky, you know, because if you're, you know, you clip one of your bolts and you go up to, you start going up and you don't make it up to your next bolt, you know, you're five, or five, 10 feet up from your last placement, you know, you're going to fall 10, 15 feet. So you, it's just, it, it brings a lot more awareness mm. when you're lead climbing uh, than top roping, you know, because if you fall, you're just coming off the wall. Yeah. Yeah, and so you made a mistake. You got overconfident. And I can, I, I bet listeners, you out there can reminisce about a time where you might have been overconfident or a little cocky, as Matt's saying, and made a mistake. And that's how we learn, right? Now, in the workplace, you're not going to die. You know, you're going to, for you and your extreme sports, that's a possibility, right? So that fear of death is, is kind of a constant companion. Fear also leads to things, downside might be like avoidance and procrastination, like we said, right? People are out there fearing all these things. For instance, if you want a really successful business as an entrepreneur, but you're afraid of rejection, well, those things aren't going to mix because you're going to have to do some cold calls. 
things. You know, you're going to have to go out to networking events. And that's the law of numbers. You know, I know I've had hundreds or thousands of conversations about coaching, but some people don't hire me. You know, sometimes I get rejected, quote unquote. If you're afraid of rejection, but you want a successful business, then you lead, you have that fear lead you into avoidance of procrastination. You're not going to get what you want. Fear comes by different names as well. You named a couple worry and anxiety, right? Fear of the unknown might be another one. So how does all this relate to life? We're talking about extreme sports and adrenaline. And I love too that you said it connects you to your mom, which is kind of profound as well. So when you're up there, you're in the moments, you're aware of her presence, right? That's really cool. But for us mere mortals, like how how does this working with fear relate to say the workplace or relationships? I'd say, you know, going out and having, you know, having that uncomfortable talk with your boss or your spouse, something that you're uncomfortable talking about, but they can't read your mind. They don't know what's going on. So why not talk about it? Right. And you find a resolution on the other side mm-hmm. or not. Yeah. Or not. Right. I think people are afraid of conflict. They don't want to speak their truth because of what the reaction might be. And that's what Sophie had on the, on, on the daddy daughter life chats from this past on episode 13 she actually was afraid. She she was a, she said this on on the podcast. I'm I'm afraid that I'm gonna chicken out. <laughs> and you know what? She didn't chicken out. She ended up going and doing that, having that conversation, and it worked out very very well, right? So what I'm hearing you say is find an area in your life that you've been avoiding, that you're afraid of or uncomfortable with. Again, discomfort might be another word for fear, and go into it, right? And do your best to communicate, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And do you have an example of that recently where you maybe went into something uh, not on the rock face, but in real life, you know, in work or relationship that would fall into this category of discomfort? I've actually had a couple of recent <laughs> oh, yeah? experiences. Um, so I tried a, a job that I've never done before, uh, and it goes back to fear with you know, being comfortable in jobs, getting complacent, you know, fear of change. Uh, I've tried many different jobs trying to figure out what I, what I want to do in my life. I don't, I don't want to have any regrets. Not, you know, it's trying different things, trying different things. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you don't know until you try. Right. Right. So you could stay complacent and stuck in a job, but that you're challenging yourself to be uncomfortable in that job search for the Holy grail. Maybe that, that passionate, on purpose job that you that you're looking for which you haven't found yet but you're it's the law of numbers right you're trying different things mm-hmm. and so you're pushing that pushing yourself into that path of growth right and in that right. there's a freedom in there because you're trying different things and you're not letting complacency and avoidance overtake you you're actually making it happen yeah yeah and I, and and so i i took a job that i had no experience doing i try to sales position and come to find out it didn't work out and i was happy that i went and tried it now now i know for sure and i was laid off yeah i had fear of thoughts and losing my apartment and you know losing my vehicle this and that but at the same time fear has a can have a motivational side to it to get out there and go looking for another job so i'm not going to lose my apartment I'm not going to lose my vehicle. Another example was I recently got back together with uh, an ex-partner of mine, and it took vulnerability for me to open that door again. And 
And another quote that I love in The Peaceful Warrior is, a warrior is not about perfection, victory, or invulnerability. A warrior is about complete vulnerability. And that's the only true courage. Yeah, so being vulnerable in these places of discomfort and fear, knowing it's there and looking it square in the face and not letting it take you down the dark road into avoidance, procrastination, but actually taking action to an outcome that you want, right? Most people want connection. They want better things in their lives. But the very thing we want, we don't get because we hold ourselves back right, in our mm -hmm. mind. That may be a challenge to listeners. You know, I find that worst case really doesn't happen. And I'm going to knock on wood right here. You know, I'm literally going to knock on wood. Worst case doesn't happen. We're afraid to speak up to the boss, for instance, and we'll get fired. Right? We ask for more money or we ask for, you know, help with our role or whatever it is. And I see a lot of this in my coaching. But when people actually put it into words like Sophie did, most people, and I call it the 95-5 rule, 95% of the time, people can be fine with it. There might be a little bit of conflict, a little bit of pushback, but it's not like, oh, you're speaking up, so now you're going to get fired. That never happens. And I'm going to get knock on wood again, right? Do you have a challenge for listeners? I know you mentioned one, you know, before we rolled the podcast. Yeah, I'd like to challenge all the listeners to do something. It could be anything. It doesn't necessarily have to be one thing uh, to make you that makes you feel uncomfortable. And the more and more you practice with the uncomfortable the more and more you grow as the portal to freedom. Nice. Yeah, and you become comfortable with discomfort. Right, and life is unknown, right? It's an adventure. We, we fear change, you know, that's out of our control. We try so hard to control all these things when the only thing we have control over is right now. Mm. Yeah, your mindset and the actions you take are within your control, how you react to things. And I'm going to do a podcast on thoughts right, and, and how insidious they can be when we're not aware of what we're thinking about. When we think, we feel, and then we act. And so we've got to be very careful about what we put into our mind or when something comes into our mind, how we deal with that, right? How mm -hmm. we turn it around, how we do some self-coaching, or we let things go, right? As human beings, we are focused on the negative a lot, and it's part of our maybe evolutionary biology when times in the way just you know way past things weren't safe so there's a part of us that still has that hangover and so we've got to retrain our brains to not necessarily think positively but focus on what we want to create and hold that solid and what you want to create is this comfort with discomfort that's a really cool practice and that's why i'm having you on the podcast because people listening Everybody has a discomfort point. Everyone has that hot spot, that fear that they have, that they've been avoiding. And so they can take that practice and they actually do something different in the face of it because of this podcast. Win-win, man. We win because we get to come up with this kind of cool topic and they win because they're making it happen. So anything else you want to share with the listeners? Any other stone unturned? We can get a lot more into this topic. Maybe the next time we can talk more about risk, the risk side of fear. Yeah, so maybe next time we can talk about risk-taking and how that relates to fear. Mm. Yeah, it's a good topic. I love that word, risk. Things are risky, right? Outcomes are uncertain. It's a risk. And so it's a perfect synonym for what we've talked about. Well, there you have it, folks. Matt Pelkey in the studio and the Focus Coach. Have an awesome day, Matt. Thanks so much. Yes, thank you, Jeff. All right. Peace, everyone.
Thanks so much for tuning into The Focus Coach. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Click subscribe, comment on the post, and share it as well. Also, go to www.workplaceculturesolutions.com tools to get your free downloads and worksheets. And as always, peace.